Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like a book. It's like a book club. There's an A in there that I've never seen. It's like book club buffer board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. All right, dude. <laughs> Hi. I was worried for a second I didn't have the right, I didn't know what game we were playing, but I do have the right notes up. <laughs> Today we're going to be playing The Perfect Wave, designed by Jason Mori and Chase Williams. The artist was Patrick Spaziante, published in 2023 by The Op. Grab your book. It used to be, you, sorry, it used to be uh, USAopoly, but they rebranded themselves. To the odds better. <laughs> Grab your board and prepare for the ultimate ride. Look to the horizon and catch the perfect wave in this gratifying light strategy card game. Paddle out, plan the best combo of moves, and create the ultimate surfing memory. The mechanics are action point, end game bonuses, hand management, hidden victory points, open drafting, pattern building, and set collection. And the boxer. Okay, you have a big wave and um, uh, surfers. One guy is catching the big wave and the other surfers are very excited for him. And it's sunset. I feel like those people are in a really bad spot because isn't yeah. that surfer just going to go right straight for them? for them? And the wave is going to crash on them as well. Yeah, seems like they should be making a, a bigger effort. Maybe maybe they're not waving to say hello. Maybe they're waving that, to say, "Dear God, stop! Well, You're going to die." Is asking for help. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he has no board, and he is about to get drowned by a wave. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think we have already displayed our lack of knowledge about surfing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like the color shift between the yeah. like the sunset Colors and the the wave. Yeah. Yeah, it's an attractive cover. All right. Uh, based off of this, would you pull it off a shelf? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, cover is attractive, like we just said. And yeah, it sounds a little different, you know, for its uniqueness, I would. Okay. BP? Probably not. As much as I love the ocean, I'm not big into surfing. And I just, it just screams surfing. And so, like, I don't know that it would like grab me. I'm with you. I it does a very good job of conveying that it is a surfing game and mm -hmm. I don't know anything about surfing. Mm -hmm. So probably Right. It would might catch my attention cuz like I said it's good colors and stuff, but um I'd probably be like, "Oh, a surfing game." And then move on. I'm I'm with I on the one hand, I I will agree with, you know, both of you saying I have I know nothing about surfing. I have zero interest in surfing. Surfing typically happens near beaches and I hate sand. Uh so like I'm not into it, but it is a theme I have never seen before and I think I would pick it up based solely on that. So I'm I'm in agreement with with Kate. I think I would pick it up based on its uniqueness. Yeah. I mean, I, it is cool to see unique themes, so. All right. Uh, how do we think it's played? Well, with all of our surfing knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You, should, you guys should be able to nail it. Mm -hmm. Or hang 10, oh. if you will. Pattern building. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, let's start with drafting. What are we drafting? Surfboards. Cards. Surfboards. I like surfboards. Well, 
I bet we were drafting waves because we were trying to get the best catch one. the perfect wave. Mm. Okay. Or or is a draft like on a ship? The distance between the water line and the bottom You're of the You're not boat? involved in this section of the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so we're drafting waves and we're building patterns of waves. Because obviously you surf on multiple waves. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you need a series of good wave mm-hmm. to have the ideal surfing day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the collection is obviously the boards because you collect surfboards. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're drafting waves. We're building a wave pattern with our mini surfboards. Mm-hmm. What are we keeping secret that is our hidden victory? Our big move. Oh yeah, yeah. Your, trick. Your, your your wave stunts. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. One foot <laughs> catching. One foot wave stunt. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna kill ourselves if we were real surfers. Yep. Um, wow. I mean, the the cover had us killing two people <laughs> that were just hanging yeah. out. So it's, it's foreshadowing. And then obviously our action points is the action of surfing, which is. Done with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there is some feet action. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I guess action one is the you you paddle out right. Yeah. Like that that one woman on the picture is doing. Uh huh. And then uh, you stand up, and then the wave comes, and, and you, then you do your trick. You do the one foot trick, and all your friends jump up and down. In yeah, either terror him. or excitement, it's undetermined. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We got it. You got something. Uh, history got a, of a man game. being mowed down by a surfboard. Mm-hmm. Surf injuries. Yeah. How many people? How many people have died? Wow. How, why would you want to go so surf, surfboard related accidents? <laughs> wow. I don't want to know that stat. Okay. Um. So we know that there were semi-surf, like proto-surfing cultures off the coast of Peru um, back about 3,000 years ago with some of the uh, mochi, I believe maybe the pronunciation culture that was prior to uh, the Incas. And we actually have documentation of Inca surfing off the coast by Jesuit mercenary or mercenaries missionaries. <laughs> well, one anyway, we won't talk about that history so much, but the words may fit. Um, but it really is our modern surfing is linked to Polynesian culture. Uh, and as early as 400 of the common era, Uh, Polynesians uh, began making their way to the Hawaiian islands. And we have, in fact, uh, cave paintings in Polynesian culture showing uh, kind of modern day surfing. um, And we believe that it was part of some of the Hawaiian cultures, uh, religious ceremonies, making your board. And uh, there were very strict rules. While everybody could surf, there were very strict rules on where you could surf. Um, depending on what your rank was. Um, And then we have as early as the 18th century with James Cook, some of the Western writings and kind of the 
Western discovery, if you will, European discovery of surfing culture. Uh, so much so but that by the end of the 19th century, you start to have Europeans uh, competing in surf competitions and it entered into the Olympics by the 1912 Olympics. Um, West African culture simul uh, or independently developed the skill of, of surfing uh, and with writings by Europeans in the mid 17th century, we have evidence of um, especially children learning to surf off the coast of, uh, off the Gold Coast in West Africa. Um, so yeah, surfing's been around since the late 19th, 19th century, as far as in the modern competition. Um, by 1975, the professional tours began and some of the big modern surf spots are off the coast of South Africa, Australia, California, Hawaii, and Tahiti. Do you want to know the highest recorded wave ever surfed? Yes. 86 feet tall. That's, That's roughly equivalent to an eight-story building. Can you imagine like, the impact falling off that? I like that there were numerous cultures that looked at that and thought, I'm going to stand on a stick on that. Yep. <laughs> right? It's the same people who looked at a carrot after they pulled it out of the ground. I was like, I'm going to fucking eat that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I feel like eating a carrot is way more than like... There's this big wave. I'm going to get on a little board and ride it out. And the and the tallest wave ever recorded says 1,720 feet. It's a tsunami wave in 1956. Jesus. Tell me nobody surfed that, though. Uh, no, I don't think anybody surfed that. Good. That'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you guys wanted to know how to actually play because I will be honest, you were not <laughs> close. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. We are surfers. Mm -hmm. We're trying to string together sweet tricks and rad rides as we shred some sweet gnar. <laughs> I think we wow. almost said that. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the more tricks equal more points, and the player with the most points at the end is the winner. Uh, the first player is the player who most recently has been to the beach. Have you guys been to the now? So now we can get into the discussion of. Well, I went to the beach. It's probably an ocean beach, but yeah. I feel like you would still call it a beach, even if you were at like a lake. I think it'd be I an ocean in, beach. I went to the ocean beach in July, August. Oh, I feel like the last time I was at an ocean beach was a long time ago. Last I don't remember. summer. Yeah, in July, but that was an ocean. It was um on the sound. It's close mm -hmm. enough, though. But, so but it was July, not August. So, so it sounds yeah. like BP's got it. All right. So BP is going to be the first player. So on a player's turn, they have two action points to spend on turn actions. Most actions cost a single point, while a few take both action points. A player can spend one or zero action points, but any unspent action points are not carried over to the next turn. So the actions are you can spend a point. Uh, to take a wave card from the pier or the draw deck and put it in your hand. You can take a maneuver card from the pier or the draw deck and put it in your hand. You can take a wave card from the pier or the draw deck without revealing it and put it face down on a wave card space of your on your player board. You can take a maneuver card from the pier or draw deck. Trick cards are immediately put face down above the player board and paddle out cards are immediately played to move your surfer. 
Uh, you can spend a point to play a wave or a trick card from your hand face down to your player board, or you can play a paddle out card from your hand and move your surfer. So for wave and maneuver cards, they can only be played to open spaces directly above and to the right of your surfer token. Cards are always put face down, but you can always look at the cards you've played to your player board. At the end of the game, your surfer will start from the position directly above it and then proceed left. So basically you're paddling out from the beach and we're building out our wave and tricks this was as we uh, totally what we said uh, as we paddle out. I think we did really good. I might have, I might have blacked out. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that every episode I say that you're always terrible, and then I go back and listen to it afterwards. I was like, actually, they were pretty close. <laughs> um, so you want your wave cards to get larger going from left, so the beach, to the right, or the open ocean. Cards can be equal to or greater to the card on its left. So creating sets, so the same number next to each other, or runs, series of consecutive numbers to gain more points. Trick cards are played above wave cards, and they will show conditions that if you meet them, you'll score the points shown on the card. So it'll be different things like, you know, this trick has to be played over a wave card of this value, or, you know, it's got to follow this trick. So as long as you meet the conditions, you'll get a point for that trick. Uh, Paddle out cards, move your surfer a single space to the right, and you can never travel back to the left. So you'll always be paddling out to catch uh, a wave. Uh, you can spend a point to discard a waxed, or sorry, uh, these are free actions. You can, or sorry, you can spend a point to discard a wax token to move your space uh, surfer one space, and you can take a wave card from the discard pile after spending a wax token. You can play it immediately or put it in your hand. You must show the other players uh, what you've taken. In most cases, you don't have to show. Uh, and then for two points, you can activate a public goal. So by putting a surfboard token, and there's two of them in the supply, on that public goal, and there can only be two public goals out of the four can be activated for the game. Uh, there's no longer an option if there are no surfboard tokens uh, out. And you can also spend your two action points to gain a wax token from the supply. And then for a free action, you can reveal new wave cards on the pier, discard a wax token, and discard all waves on the pier and draw four new wave cards. So when a player finishes their turn, if there are cards in the rightmost space of the pier board, we're gonna discard them. We're gonna slide all the remaining cards to the right and then draw cards from their respective decks into the pier deck. This is the only time new cards are added to the pier during a player's turn. Then the play continues clockwise. So the game end is triggered when the last maneuver card is drawn from the deck. Play will continue until all players have taken a turn for the round so that there is an equal number of turns. Players will then discard any trick cards that are not above wave cards and all cards to the right of their surfer. So you can't surf on a wave that you haven't reached. Players will then catch their wave. You'll move left along the player board, revealing waves and maneuvers until they land on the beach or an empty wave space. So they will score points based on the space of the player board. So there'll be numbered spaces on your player board. That, that's what we're filling up. Uh, if any wave cards are part of sets or parts of runs, uh, you'll get additional points. Any trick cards that conditions are met, you'll get points. And then any public goal cards and private goal cards. So we'll have public ones that are out for everybody. 
And then we'll also have our own individual private goals as well. Uh, the player with the most points is the winner. First tie goes to the player with the highest value wave card and then proceed to the second highest and then so on until there's a winner. And those are all the rules. Let's surf, dude. <laughs> all right, far out, dude. We just finished a game of the perfect wave. To recap, Kate had 160 paddling points. Uh, BP <laughs> had 240. I don't know what you guys. Yeah, did, and so I feel I like I really should not get paddling points. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, 240 uh, wave points. Kiwi had 330 trick points and i had 370 snap points <laughs> winning strategy i guess was paddling and having <laughs> a lot of sixes and snap cards which yeah, were snap cards that were gave me a lot of i could have had i didn't realize you get points for all of them because i could have gotten like more of them yeah you get yeah you get um, a point for every successful trick yeah or you get the points that are listed on there so, so that's pretty insane Anybody else strategy? Uh, I was trying to make a bunch of sets because there were, we had a bunch of public uh, objectives that were like make sets. So I was trying to make sets and it wasn't really. And then I was late paddling out, but I had such a small wave that I, I don't think I was struggling as much. And then I got lucky on a bunch of maneuver cards and Kate just got unlucky with maneuvers not coming out mm -hmm. <laughs> or paddle outs not coming, mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah. Well, now that I know how it works too, I could have been smarter about using my actions. I think I wasted a lot of actions in the beginning just collecting cards that I never was able to play. Yeah. yeah. So I should have moved a little bit slower rather than collecting. I mean, yeah. Sorry, moved fast. Yeah, move fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, BP? I was trying for sets. Yeah. Deem, did you feel like you were um, surfing the waves with your... Surfing words that Kiwi said at the start. <laughs> Sorry, let me uh, reread that. Um, did you feel like you were trying to string together sweet tricks and rad rides as we shared some sweet gnar? <laughs> Shred some sweet gnar. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, the tricks had. Or the maneuver cards had tricks on them, so you were kind of looking at surfer stuff, but yeah. I maybe they meant something to surfers who knew all the trick names and be like, mm -hmm. oh, that's my favorite. But snap. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Collecting cards, making numbers, sets. Yeah, I, I rarely ever read the maneuver name because it was just like, I just read whatever the text was to make sure I could make it successful. And that was about it. Yep. I mean, I guess building the big wave that in theory or surfing didn't. Yeah, but the problem is like really we kept like one that. wave that was the same it. height. It didn't like get big to small. Yeah. We almost yeah. all did a set of the same thing. Mm. It, it was, it was pretty weak. Um, table presence, BP. Um, I mean, the cards are nice looking, 
but you basically just have cards that look like um, the ocean at sunset. So I don't think that it's a real head turner. I think if you had like, we just built a lot of sets because we were like, oh, sets make a lot of points. We're all building sets. And then you had a card that kind of like pushed you towards that. I felt like with your private goal to be have mm -hmm. a wave with six or less. Uh, I think if you had a wave that like went from the one to 12, it would look pretty cool because you would At have that end, progressive. But as you're playing, yeah. your cards are upside down or flipped over. Yeah, exactly. And I think that would be the biggest thing is you you don't see anything until you get to the mm -hmm. the in-game scoring. So it, you know, usually, usually our thing is like, would we stop and look? Yeah. And I think the answer is because I didn't even stop and look when it was on the table at Gen Con. Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice it. So I would say having the big line of cards with that vibrant orange sunset color does grab your attention. But I didn't really like stop too much. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's everything's face down most of the game. So yeah, I don't think there's too much there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't even have like a little surfer. The surfer is just like a disc. Yeah. And there, there's yeah. surfboards, I guess we put on the objectives, but those didn't really get to travel yeah. them around. Um, mechanics. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, what would I say? But it's just a normal drafting game with some action points that you have to figure out how you want to spend them. I didn't really feel like there was anything significantly different about any of the mechanics in the game. I, I wouldn't say they're different, but like it felt like it was too tight of an action point game for like how kind of light it's supposed to be. Cause like at no point could we have wasted two action points on getting another wax token or doing a yeah. global objective. Like you were so busy just trying to paddle out so that your, what you built could actually be used. Yeah. And then there were a number of times where I spent one action point and there were just no cards and it was like, well, I have, really nothing to do. So, I mean, the amount of times we just drew from the top deck praying for a paddle out card. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think like, had we gone another round, like my neck, my plan was to take a turn getting a wax token so that I could paddle out further. That's like two, and then I just two turns. It, to move it's two one turns. Spot. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. You're almost better off like top decking unless you know that there's yeah. no more paddle out cards left. Right. So I, I feel like, and that that's kind of my problem with these drafting games is that if there's such a clear good thing to do, which in our case was build sets with low numbers, because like we bumped into each other a bit there, and the paddle out cards, then the draft just becomes a luck thing of what flips over on your turn. Cause it's there's no way they're coming back around through three other people's turns to get back to you. Yeah. Plus, plus you discard the rightmost card if it's in the rightmost spot. So, yeah, so like, you so know, you're going to go through it pretty quick. Yeah. So it's really just wait for your turn, see what gets flipped over and hope it's good stuff. Uh, rules. How is it learning the game? Unless you guys have something on mechanics. Uh, no, nothing really. I guess the only other thing about it that makes it a little bit different from drafting or doing sets and runs is like the playing them face down on the board right away. It's a little bit unique and maybe helped it 
a little bit because like you don't know where you stand. So like if I knew I was doing so poorly, like, you know, I still kept going, you know, I wasn't discouraged until the yeah, end. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, it wasn't too hard to learn it. Yeah. No, like the rules themselves weren't too hard. I guess the learning part for me came in like learning how much time do I have and how valuable are my actions and yeah, that sort of stuff. And I feel like a game where like the action points are the most important part, like that first play, you're, you're really, yeah, I think we've seen it in other games where you have money and like we never really spend money in the beginning or we go buck wild with our money and then mm. realize, ah, crap, I really shouldn't mm. have done that. Mm -hmm. I feel like the wax tokens and those paddle out cards, we didn't know the value really mm -hmm. of those cards. And so there were a ton at the very beginning of the game that we just let go because nobody was willing to like paddle out at that point. Yeah. Um, but, and then we didn't, cause we also didn't understand the value of like how important they were mm -hmm. as well. So. Uh, BP, anything on learning the game? No, I think uh, I agree with everything so far. Yep. Uh, rule book. Uh, the rule book is fine. Uh, I do like, like the, the layout's good. Uh, they made it look like a 60s pamphlet, like you might mm -hmm. find. So like it kind of fit the aesthetic of the cards and the box art, uh, minus the possible surfing murder. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the rule book is fine. Uh, player interaction? Um, no. Right. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, like I said, you don't even really have to worry about the draft because it's not making it back to you, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you pretty much just, when it gets to your turn, you see what flips over and then you do your thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like everything's face down. So even if you tried to pay attention to what other people are doing, you, the uh, only thing I noticed BP was taking fours because I wanted the fours, but had I not wanted the fours, I would not have had any idea what anybody else was doing. Yeah. So you had so few actions that you wouldn't bother wasting no. one of your actions to like draft something that you knew somebody else wanted right. or anything like, like that. Yeah. Like you have to do what is good for you. You can't play yeah. the, that kind of game because you don't have actions to spare. Yeah, and there's just not enough information anyway. So Yeah. All right. Uh, would you play it again, BP? No, I'm good. There, I mean, there's just nothing that's, <laughs> that's really wow about it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate? I think I would. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like of everybody, you should be the least likely. I to know. Play. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't know. I actually thought it was. Why do I think it's fun? I don't know. You might need to come back to me. <laughs> okay, think about it some more. <laughs> Kiwi. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think once was enough. It was interesting based solely on like how would someone make a game about surfing mm. um and like I, I i hope someone tries again i don't think it was a bad game i just don't think it was a game for me so i hope someone tries at that theme again and does it slightly differently because i would hate to think that there are themes that you just can't make Turn a board game games. about um so yeah i but this one I, i'm fine with one play just to see how it worked and but yeah, yep. I don't need to again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's, I mean, number card games aren't really my thing, which is basically what this was. Um, and then it was a little bit too too luck based on the draws. 
And um, I had another point that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, two luck based and two kind of limited on actions. I didn't think, oh, uh, here's good choices for my actions, which one am I going to do? It was like, well, here's the thing to do. I do it. Now what? Yeah. I mean, I also think like the game should have ended immediately. And we were just like, no, that's dumb. We're going to do one more. Yeah, round. yeah that, that, I guess that on the rules was the game end was very abrupt. Yes. And not fun for when you're trying to get your stuff to work. Yeah. I mean, if so, if Kate hadn't top decked. Mm-hmm. Then we would have it would have we would have played that round anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but it still would have can't, somebody it, is going to draw that last one and it's just going to that's it. So yeah. If well, they don't, it w- so. It would have been BP that it would have drawn after her turn. So she would not have gotten another turn and she wouldn't have known that probably. Well, I think in real life, you would have looked at that deck, realized there was only one card mm-hmm. and then she would know, okay, this is my last turn. But like it, eh. it could be a little hard with Tabletopia. But again, like I think it was a very abrupt and wasn't a very satisfying end. So we did play an additional round because we felt like everybody deserved one last turn. Yep. Back to Kate. Um, <laughs> I probably should say no. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Yeah. I have no good reason for liking this game. And especially for me, because I was like so close to like meeting my objective. And it was in that like very frustrating position. Um, I don't know why I want to play again. Maybe it's part of that. Maybe it's like I want to do better. <laughs> um, or I'd want to play it with like some like make it. Add our in add in our own rules like we get three action points or something like that, which <laughs> I think that doesn't count because <laughs> yeah. that's a different game. I, I feel like this game could have used some tweaking. All right, that was the perfect wave. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, send them our way. You can do so via email. We are at firstturntabletop at gmail. We are also on the former Twitter and Instagram platforms at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says. All right, dudes, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games, dudes. Uh, That's where your maneuver cards are going to go. Oh, yeah, I don't know what those are. I don't understand (laughs) them then. Yeah, but it's not like uh, cribbage where you have like oh, yeah, double cribbage. rounds and triple I was thinking rounds. cribbage rules. It's just yeah, my go-to. Yeah. I, I always. I knew you were. Also, spend both of your action points to activate one of the public. Nobody's gonna goals do that. We well. gotta be paddling. Kind of paddle. I'm so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>